Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like is The Wizard of Oz just a cautionary tale about the lengths a woman will go to for the right shoes? Hi, America. (laughs) Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shocking or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I would employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather is not funny. She's just very mean. But people think she's joking. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> What? Come on, man. I yeah. also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle always counts to ten when she's angry, but she does not choke them any longer than that. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. I can't go back to prison. Not again. (laughs) Nope. Nathan is also with us tonight as well. Nathan never knows if the lady in front of him is Starbucks, is ordering a drink or casting a spell. Oh. Welcome to the show. We've all met that person, haven't we? We've all been to that place. Double half calf, triple la la dee dee da. Yeah, just a splash of vanilla and a... Mm. 
And then a hex, some sort of thing with a new eye of frog. And cinnamon. The usual, cinnamon. yes, just to take cream. the edge off of it. <laughs> this is Series 2, Episode 120. 120 is a witchy kind of a number with ruby slippers and an empathic link to the Boston Strangler. Mm. 120. Can you believe such things? Mm-mm. 120. <laughs> Do you remember two episodes ago? 118. Yes. Yeah. There's was as many cool. elements yeah. as there were in the periodic table. Elephants. Yep. Mm-hmm. As many elephants in the periodic table. Chemistry was something that happened to other people at school, wasn't it, for you? Yes. Weren't we I supposed to invent that. one? Well, we invented one last week. There was a theoretical 119. Yes. It doesn't end there. Oh, good. By Jove, no, ladies and gentlemen. 120 is the atomic number of an element yet to be discovered. Of course. How does that work? How can you have a number allocated to an element in the periodic table, 120, that hasn't actually been discovered yet? Because they know they can see. Well, the Germans had a stab at this, apparently, trying to put this together and make this in 2011, but they fell short. They were unsuccessful. But in theory, I could say, well, Adrianville is the name of a planet yet to be discovered. We could make that happen, couldn't we? There is a town called Adrian in Minnesota. There is. I've stood outside the church. It says St. Adrian. (laughs) Never has there ever been an oxymoron (laughs) in the history of mankind. I went to walk through the door. Heather wrestled me to the ground with a fire blanket. It's true, I tell you. Right. How long did the church burn? About a good two Mm -hmm, days. Yeah. We, if we think about it really hard, we could, in fact, create an element just by thought alone. If it's theory, and they don't know this element actually exists, but they've allocated it a number, with the idea being that in the future, it may come up at some point. If we all sat here now, closed our eyes, focused hard, everyone around the world can do this, we could invent our own element. Mm -hmm. This is almost like alchemy, isn't it? Sure. MQTA, I am. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not seeing anything now, unfortunately. I can give you the element of surprise if you close your eyes again. No, not again. (laughs) It won't be a big surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) Heather's on (coughs) minus 10. Moses. <laughs> Moses died at the age of 120, apparently. This is documented in Deuteronomy 34-7, if you're interested. After 39 and a half years of wandering in the desert, Mrs. Moses secretly asked for directions. <laughs> <laughs> Men don't like asking, do they? No. If you are sick in Shanghai, blue in Beijing... And queasy in Quanzu, you can call 120 for the Chinese medical line. See? Good. All this leads us very nicely to the very first. I can't uh, believe that that is true. Strange and bizarre facts about China MQTA oh, quiz. You go. leave with more than you arrive with, right? That's all so. you can ask for in life, isn't okay. it? Okay. Points to be had straight off the bat. Yep. Heather can. Bring the deficit back to minus nine if she wishes to do so. (laughs) What are children in China allowed to do anywhere they want, Miss Morris? Whistle. Whistle. They can whistle. Chinese whistle. You're getting confused with whisper there, I'm sure. Nope. Chinese children are allowed to whistle anywhere they want. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Is anyone listening anyway? Michelle, what are you thinking there? 
Wee wee. Oh, I'm going to give you some points, actually. They're allowed to poop <laughs> anywhere they want. Nice. Any time. They actually have split pants at the back so they can lay cable easier. This Perfect. is true. Define You'll see them children. Like small people. <laughs> Midgets. Do Midgets. they count? I'm sure if you were dressed as a midget, defecation could be very sailor V in Beijing. I'm just saying That's it's possible. That's a lot of poop. If I was a midget, I would now go to Beijing just to openly defecate anywhere I wanted. That's terrible. You, you got to have dreams. The fun you can have, aims and ambitions. We're putting that out there. I will give mm-hmm. Michelle two points for saying wee wee. I love this wow. show. <laughs> More than 4,000 children are named Ayun in China, which translates as what? And I'm going to give you a clue because this is devilishly difficult. It's an event. You're looking for an event. But Ayun, 4,000 children in China have this name. What is that name? Uh, Happy New Year in Chinese. Oh, that's not a bad idea. What are you going with, Michelle? Any thoughts? The moon. That's an event, is it? The Moon Festival. Oh, I see where you're going. Your salute, Rebralism, isn't going to get you any points, unfortunately. Mm. It's Olympic Games. Wow. There's 4,000 children in China called Olympic Games. Wow. Here are my kids. This no. is Indianapolis 500, and the youngest <laughs> is Coney Island Hot Dog Eating Contest. <laughs> <laughs> Women have to do this for 30 days after giving birth in China. They have to do this for, for 30, 30 days. days after giving birth in China. Um, pray. Okay. <laughs> because it's such an ugly baby. <laughs> that it won't happen again. Did your mother pray for you? Probably not. You were going to be called a day, weren't you? Because your dad took one look at you and said, I think I'll call that a day. Oh, boy. Aww. Oh, no, no. All of a sudden, you were getting, oh, are we? Aww. There we are. I, I have no idea. I'm you don't know go. what pregnant women, once they've had given birth, 30 days, they have to they do have this. They have to nurse. They have to nurse. What are you going to go with, Michelle? Any thoughts there in your little walnut? <laughs> I can see synaptic links being fired as we speak. I do have a can of WD-40 if that helps. They have to swear off the nookie. Oh, no shenanigans for 30 days. No nanigans. After the, I can't give the points away today. They have to stay in huh. bed. It is law, 30 days. The time is thought to be restorative for the mother's body and womb. Imagine spending 30 days in hospital in this country when it's $5,000 a night. No, thank you. No. When I had my E. coli bacterial infection, that was the most expensive night I've spent anywhere in the world. But imagine the hotel room you could Mm -hmm. get anywhere for $5,000. It was like giving birth for you. Um, (laughs) Yes, many, many times over and over again. This is true. I gave up naming them after the 13th go. Just couldn't think of any more names. Because of their aggressive nature and keen eye, Mm. what animals are used by the police in China instead of dogs? Cats. Cat police. (laughs) Yep. Look out. It's the cat police. (laughs) Wow. Yes. You're going to go with the cat police. To catch cat burglars, no doubt. Um, yeah. Okay. Michelle, what do the police use in China instead of dogs? There's entire units based on this. Squirrels. Squirrel patrol. No nuts are safe. <laughs> it's geese. Oh, really? Don't geese. move, or I will release the geese. <laughs> They've got a keen eye. They're very aggressive. They're easily trained. There is an avian 
geese unit. See, not every Canadian is nice. Uh, no. I want to make a film, a police cop film with geese in it, starring Goose Willis. Fly hard. <laughs> I love this show. Wow. I love this Mm-mm. show. Mm-mm. Now, every week, this is our favourite part of the show. We love to read out the mailbag. All your letters Yay! of support. You're a bit slow there, Nathan. You were 30 <laughs> seconds behind the times, but I admire your enthusiasm. We love reading out your mailbag, your letters, your emails, your messages of support. Jerry in Michigan posted, finally, someone has taken a picture in the studio. Now, if you go to our Facebook oh, site. Oh, that was funny. I love that. that more, was thank funny. you, Jerry. More questions than answers <laughs> with Adrian job. Lee. If you go to our Facebook site, there's three squirrels all sat chatting around a table. Yeah. Does that look familiar to you? Yeah. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> mm-hmm. He says, keep the great shows coming every Friday. Still working my way through the archives. Loving the Not For Your Mother section. Who of doesn't course. like yes. the Not For Your Mother section? Nobody. There we go. Jonas in California has written, curse you, Heather Morris. Curse you. I took a drink of tea when you made the joke last week about the man buns. (laughs) (laughs) There's tea everywhere now. What a waste. Upset. Adrian's crying. I have. I'm just impressed there's someone in California drinking tea, actually. It's a fair play to the gentleman. Jonas (laughs) is extra cool. At least he's yeah. not drinking Grodkas. Oh, <laughs> Alva! Hi, Alva! The drink we invented several episodes ago that involved vodka and grape juice. And Alva. A Grodka. <laughs> yeah. I'll take two Alva Grodkas, please, and go sparingly on the ice. I don't even remember what the man bunk common was now, can you? I, man bunk. It just comes out and yeah. I don't remember. It's it's uh, spontaneous and it's wit, ladies and gentlemen. This yeah. is what we're working with here. <laughs> Robbie and our good friend in New York. Hi, Robbie! Has posted, I am happy to hear Nathan laughing from under the quilt again. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Only one person in the room. Nathan's happy too. Nathan is extra happy. No one else cheered, did they? Just one person. I don't even know how he got under the quilt. He snuck in. Parents locked the front door and my bedroom door's locked. Gary in Indiana has written, I am happy to hear Spammel. Mentioned again. Yes, Spamal. Special. No, no. Separated pork and meat lightly. Meat lightly, yes. Spamal. <laughs> you are hoping at that point that there's meat lightly when you prize that can open. Finally, Vicky and Ira said, just say no to hairy mattresses. Oh, See, good advice. Yeah. There's very good yes. advice given on this show. Yes. Good Words advice. to live by. Hairy mm-hmm. mattress. No, no steer, go. Steer yeah. away from that. Mm-mm. Do you remember last week there was an Indian girl? There was a plight of Indian women having their hair cut by a phantom hair cutter uh-huh. yes. in the middle of the night. And yeah. we said perhaps they're stuffing mattresses with it. That's true. I want a T-shirt that says, say no to hairy mattresses. Yeah. Public information service. Always good advice. Or hairy pillows. Or mobile. (laughs) (laughs) Some sort of wax or uh, (laughs) imac. 
Why, Miss Morris? There's nothing worse, is there, than hairy pillows? You think a hairy mattress is bad? I do, as it happens. But then, hairy pillows just knocks it out of the park. God, it's your worst nightmare. That, that could be your stripper name. What, Hairy Pillows? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Thunderbone if it's All okay right. with you. <laughs> Finally, Martin, our good friend in New York. Martin. Hi, Martin. He's created an amazing online auction site. It's called Martin's yes. oh. Online Auctions. It's mm-hmm. on Facebook. Amazing. There's everything on there from Living Dead Dolls to 80s metal concert T-shirts. The unusual, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Go and have a look at what is morbidly fascinating. These items are just a couple of clicks away from owning. Remember Martin's Online Auctions on Facebook. You have already shown good taste by listening to the show. Now you can surround yourself with good taste as well. Now several of our listeners have written in. They said they were listening to the show in our archives. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, you can listen to all of our shows for the last four years if you're walking the dog in the car in the gym if you're at work you can listen to them back to back that's soundcloud.com search for mqta radio if you're listening to the show right now in our archives why don't you press the little orange love heart and tell us how Mm much you love and adore the show and remember we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show at the top of the hour that we can't do on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine but that extra 20 to 25 minutes is in the archives in a round called not for your mother it's the round that it contains news from around the world the filth naughty the innuendo dirty the sexual content can you Mm. both say filthy together at the same time Filthy. Perfect. That's me set for the day. <laughs> Nathan's just left. Bye. <laughs> He'll only be 30 seconds. <laughs> we are also available on iTunes, Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. So you've got no excuse for not listening to us. And if you're listening now, why not repost what you're listening to on Facebook and spread the word remember all of tonight's stories all of the messages of support the cartoons the banter the video footage the photographs are available on facebook you can join us now we have 5900 followers on there if you search for more questions than answers with adrian lee you can join us on twitter at adrian underscore lee underscore tips and we currently have 93 thousand followers on there and of course you can listen first at 8 p.m central time on the dark matter digital network we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all over the world and you can be the first to listen on that and you can post that on facebook and all of your social media sites right now mm-hmm. if you wish to contribute to the show you can access all of our archives as soon as they happen plus lots of levels of support we can read out mm-hmm. your businesses on air Yep. Michelle's willing to send you some saucy photographs as well. <laughs> yeah. If you go to Patreon, patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, you can donate a dollar to the show every week. That will pay for our studio expenses. This show is free. It will always be free, but if you wish to help us out, that would be very much appreciated. Remember, if you're looking for a really fun summer read, my book, How to Be a Christian Psychic, What the Bible Says About Mediums, Healers and Paranormal Investigators is now available in every bookshop and on Amazon, of course. 
There's also some YouTube. If you go to YouTube and search for How to Be a Christian Psychic with Adrian Lee, I've read three chapters out for you, completely free of charge. If you wish to go to bed tonight, listening to my English dulcet tones, sending you off to the land of Nod, there are three chapters on crystals, healing and meditation. If you wish to listen to those, you can find those on there. Now, every month I like to read out the countries that are listening to us at the moment. We have a big list, 190 countries listen mm -hmm. to MQTA radio all over the world. And I like reading these out, seeing who's listening to mm -hmm. us, where we are in the world. Number one, as you would expect, is the United States of Amoeba. Second place <laughs> is the United Kingdom. Third is Canada. Fourth, Australia. A big hi to Tanya. Hi, Tanya. And all of our followers from New Zealand and down under as well. Number five is Netherlands. You must have made a lot of friends when you were in Holland, Michelle. Yeah. There you go. Number six is South Korea. Despite our South Korea quiz from last week, we do have... <laughs> In fact, the listeners. Sorry. Yes. Oh, sorry. sorry. So sorry. Of course, the racist accents are going to help yeah. enormously. Number seven, there is Japan. Well, apparently, we're big in Japan. Oh, yeah. Number eight is South Africa. The Vapors. That's a great song. I by love the way. that song. Isn't that just a joy? South Africa is at number eight. Number nine is Denmark. Number 10 is Portugal. Wow. Portuguese. Oh, see what I, I did, see what there. You did there. Uh -huh. mm. Now, I like to read out a very odd and yes. very strange country. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago it was Rwanda? Yep. And a few months before that we had Kuwait. Mm -hmm. There's some very strange and odd countries that crop up. We had up. Beirut. We did have Beirut. Right. Number 14, I'm skipping straight to 14, the nation of Brunei. Would you believe? What? <laughs> Yay! How many people are in Brunei and how many people are listening if they're at number 14? That's awesome. In the list. This is on the, north, the north coast of Borneo. <laughs> Would you like to do an accent, Miss Morris? No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> what a surprise. Point to it on a map. I dare you. I dare you to point to it on a map. No. North of Borneo, surrounded by Malaya, of course. Mm -hmm. Malaysia. No. Now, I had a fabulous time last weekend. I know you like listening to what we do every weekend, all the investigations, all of the expos. I took two historical societies, Redwood County and Renville County, southwest Minnesota. We got together. We rented. We hired a coach. I filled that coach full of people that were interested in history and the paranormal. We took a magical mystery tour up to the Christie House. I've written about the Christie House extensively as one of the most haunted buildings anywhere in America that I've investigated. It's in Long Prairie in Todd County. Three historical societies all working together, raising large sums of money for non-profit organisations. Had a fantastic time. The Christie House people are amazing. If you get a chance mm -hmm. to go up there, I'd recommend that highly. It's one of those times when you have three societies working together you have to rent a coach. You have to organize lunch. Mm -hmm. Everything is on timetables. You're picking up people from three different locations. It was one of the few occasions in my life where when we'd finished and we got home, everything went perfectly. Oh, everything could nice. not have run smoother. Everything went on time. Everyone was fed. Everyone was happy. So many parts of that could have gone wrong. And it was perfect. It was the best day out. And we're going to do more. So if you're interested and you're living in Southwest Minnesota, we will post this. You need to friend the Renville County Historical Site on Facebook. You need to friend the Redwood County Historical Society on Facebook. I find it very confusing. 
we do investigations and we write about Deadwood, Redwood, Renville, <laughs> yep. Red Wing, the, 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 the. <laughs> it's all the same. But if you friend those people, you can see when we're doing that next. And we had a fabulous time. And while I'm on the subject, we have an exhibition currently taking place. If you're near Redwood Falls in Redwood County, I would recommend a trip across the Midwest to get to this. There is an exhibition, the first exhibition anywhere in the world mm -hmm. on the history of ghost hunting and paranormal. And I filled their exhibition space with all of my equipment, stuff I've collected over the years, possessed dolls, Ouija boards, old tarot cards, the history of fortune telling, the history of paranormal investigating, ghosts, mayhem and murder as well. Patricia Lubeck is a very famous author from the area, has written many, many books about She's all of the great. strange, great lady, bizarre mm -hmm. and odd murders in the area. They actually yes. have the axe there. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in crimes, murders, the macabre, they have an axe on display. It's only come out for the first time in a hundred years. There was an axe murder that took place in Morgan. I won't go into all the grisly details on air. But they have artifacts there. They have a bottle of strychnine where someone poisoned themselves in the Francois Hotel. They have the story of the man they tried to hang twice, William Rose, because the rope snapped. And they've got the jail cell. He spent his final night in that jail cell, wrote his final letter to his family before he was marched out first thing in the morning and hung. And the rope snapped. They collected him up again, had a second go, tied a knot in it, apparently. It went so badly, they never hung anyone else again in Redwood County. So if you're interested in that, that's the Redwood Falls Historical Society. It's just $5 to get in and a contribution will go to the Southwest Crisis Centre and the rest goes to the Redwood Historical Society, all non-profit. But if you get a chance to go, I would highly recommend it. That is on till the 31st of October. Now we have a quiz show, Dying to Get Out. It is the first <laughs> round, that is Ghosts and Hauntings. Michelle's on two for getting wee-wee. I have yet to score. Wee, wee. Wee, wee. And Heather is currently on <laughs> minus 10. I don't believe it. Now, go back in the archives. All will be revealed. We discussed. We've discussed for the I last. Didn't I didn't believe it. It's true, Miss Morris. Look, I'll show you my score pad. 10 with a minus in front of it. Do not worry. You can get more minus points by the end of the show. We've discussed for many, many years, and I want to emphasize that, we've discussed for many, many years uh -huh. the fact that the new Ghostbusters film, oh, Mr. Trip, crap. yes, that wasn't the part of the discussion, but thank oh. you for bringing some <laughs> film review and critique into this. It was a short review. It was a very short <laughs> review. I'm just glad you didn't choose another four-letter word, because we've been currently removed and facing a hefty fine. We discussed... And I'm sure regular listeners to the show over the last four years will remember. So we're not mm -hmm. making this up. We discussed, wouldn't it be great if they'd have done the new Ghostbusters film? And I had an idea several years ago that Harold Ramis, who had now passed on, unfortunately, wouldn't yes. it be great if they did some CGI mm -hmm. and they brought him back? Yeah. So they had all the old characters, mm -hmm. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and they had a ghost version of Harold Ramis as CGI to help them from the other side. Well, lo and behold, yes. I have an article now that Ooh. discusses this very thing. I should have copyrighted this idea. But you broadcast it, and now so somebody took it. All I need to do is find a couple of attorneys, right, and we'll be rich. Oh, where can we find them? <laughs> 
Harold Ramis's <laughs> daughter has voiced her opinion about the possibility of a CGI Egon appearing in a Ghostbusters sequel. For a long time after Ghostbusters 2, there was talk of a direct follow-up, speculation about original actors' involvement, and possible storylines could be found around the internet for years. Instead, the franchise was rebooted, with the still-living original Ghostbusters cast members showing their solidarity by way of cameo appearances. Unfortunately, Harold Ramis has passed away before the film was made, though he still made a brief appearance in the reboot. Do you remember they showed a bust of his head? It was a bust of his head that was when an they appearance. were walking through the <laughs> university corridor. <laughs> <laughs> at San Diego, that act, his acting was still better than the four ladies I might right? add at that point. You're correct. Controversial. <laughs> at San Diego Comic Con 2017, Ghostbusters one and two director Ivan Reitman spoke about the possibility of making another Ghostbusters film. Please, and do it right this time. Though whether it would be a sequel to the reboot or something else is still up in the air. When he was asked about the idea of Ramesses' character Egon appearing in the new movie, Reitman mentioned that the idea of using CGI as a version of the late actor in order to include his popular character was being considered. The character of Egon was responsible for many of the biggest laughs in the two Ghostbusters movies. The brilliant yet socially awkward character spouted dry one-liners throughout the films, frequently stealing scenes from popular comedians Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. If there is a Ghostbusters 3 in the works, not having Egon would have a definite effect on the tone and feel of the movie. The same technology was used in Rogue One, a Star Wars story, in order to bring back the character of Grand Moff Tarkin, played by the late Peter Cushing. Some were impressed by how well the technology worked, but others felt that it was disrespectful to the actor's memory. Cushing's estate did approve the stunt ahead of time, and it sounds like Ramesses' daughter is also offering her approval. Bearing in mind she's getting money because it's his yeah. estate, right? Provided that the quality of the effect is good do we think this is a good idea uh it has to be done correctly and then it'd be a fabulous idea but i have a storyline that they can buy off me anytime busty makes me feel good yeah the little oscar little oscar grows up that's right and they hand the baton to him that's right CGI Harold Ramis or Sony taking the mickey. You decide. Go to our oh. Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. And that story will be there for you in full. I shall give myself two points for being fun and slightly informative. <laughs> oh, I'm in charge. I this know. is more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. What point did you think this was a democracy? Uh-huh. Okay, Miss Morris, what have you got for me? I see where we are. In the round of Ghosts and Hauntings. Till death do us part is an essential wedding vow that couples exchange. But for one elderly woman in Cambodia, death is just a hurdle. Kim, just a hurdle. Just, just, just a hurdle. Just an inconvenience. Mm. Just a blip in the just road. Just a pause. Mm. Kim Hang believes she has been reunited with her deceased husband again, as she thinks he has been reincarnated as a calf. She is so certain that she even married the bovine and now shares a bed with it. The 74-year-old lady was heartbroken after her husband toll cut sudden demise over a year ago in Cambodia's northeastern Krati province. Nice. When I went to see a medium. Oh, for the love of 
God. <laughs> Which part of Texas? He's Mary, Jesus and Joseph. Oh, his soul, his soul come in and said, I am your husband. That's the Cambodian listeners gone. Then I noted that he, the calf, licked my hair. Lucky she had her shirt off and her pillows out. <laughs> then he licked my neck. Oh, keep going, make it up. Then he kissed me, so that really made me believe he's my husband. I'm glad you stopped there. <laughs> But, it's, but. Not, it's not just her. Her children, too, believe that the five-month-old calf is their deceased father, Tol Vaddy. Her son explained that the calf only licks the arms of his relatives. Even her limb-rith, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Read it out anyway. Someone will know somewhere. Highlights that the animal love his children. <laughs> and its behavior with them is enough to prove that he is none other than Toll Cut. The bovine shares the home with the family members, and he stays in Cut's old room and looks out through the windows just like the old man used to. Aww. Looking at all the grass it could be eating, frolicking with its friends in other fields with lots of well, old cows. The, the Did it jump over the moon by any chance? No. But the family tucks the calf into bed every night as it sleeps with Cut's favorite pillow. There? A hairy pillow. I will keep him. <laughs> I will kill him. Kill him now. And take care of him and my entire life. <laughs> Mr. Bond. She also asked her children to take care of her reincarnated husband after her death and perform the same religious funeral for the bovine as that of a human when it dies. Nice. Huh. Apparently she tickled it in the belly and milk came out of his nose. Oh, I shall give no, you two points. You are now on a magnificent <laughs> minus eight. Ooh. Winning. A, a woman, obviously a previous <laughs> meaning for the word women, I hadn't been aware of up until this moment in time. A woman has said she couldn't believe her eyes after spotting her mum on Google Street View 18 months after she died. Denise Underhill, who moved to Florida to Tamworth, Staffordshire, said she had an urge to check on her old home in the UK and was given the shock of a lifetime when she realised her mother was pictured watering the garden outside of her old home. My dad has done that a few times, but he couldn't be bothered to go to the restroom in the house. The daughter told, let's hope that's not on Google View, by the way. Look, there's my dad watering the plants. Perfect. The daughter told the Tamworth Herald, as I went about my housework, I somehow instantaneously had the impulse to call my mother. But realising that that was completely out of the question, I decided to Google Earth my mother's home to see how it now looked, considering since she has passed it was 2015 and the property has been sold. But the woman was given the shock of a lifetime when she saw her mother had been captured in the street view. She said at the foot of the driveway was my mother. She was watering the garden just as she always did. I think somebody wanted me to see this. Ghost water in the grass or I think I'll pass. Have a look at the picture yourself. Go to our hey. Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? 
A couple have been left freaked out after finding a train ticket in their kitchen, dated from before they were born. Harriet Hunt, 27, and her partner Ryan Omer from Romford live in a new build and have no idea how the mystery ticket got there. That's where I'm from, by the way. I'm from Romford. This you know is them? East London. I, what's their names again? <laughs> Harriet Hunt. No, um, don't no idea. Ryan Omer. No, I don't know these individuals, but I could see a picture, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing they're a lot younger than me. They are. They are. I probably taught them. I've probably been their teacher. Yeah. Harriet posted the ticket on Facebook and asked for help to solve a mystery, explaining Ryan had got a shock when he went to pick up his rail card in their home. He goes to pick up his rail card off the side of our house. It's a new build. No clutter, always tidy, so not like we have drawers, cupboards with old things in them. And when he looks at it, he realizes it isn't his rail card. It's a day travel card from 1988 in almost perfect condition. His travel card was in his pocket. We have absolutely no idea how this got into our house and onto the kitchen counter. No one but us and our two-year-old has been in the house. I do have some vintage furniture, but only a wardrobe from Romford area, which I cleaned top to bottom when I bought it five months ago, so I doubt it could have been hiding in there. I wonder if there was a lion and a witch at the back of that when she was clearing that out. That'd be awesome. Can you imagine? She's nice. clearing it out. She's got a bucket of soapy water. Lion. Go on, get out. Out through the door. What are you doing? You're not allowed in here. Go away. Then there's a witch. You're thinking, crikey, I bought this wardrobe secondhand. It's full of other people's <laughs> clutter. You're pushing the witch out. What's going to happen next? Some sort of queen's going to appear of some description. Probably. You'd think you'd check the wardrobe first before you bought it, wouldn't you, to make sure there wasn't, like, strange characters lurking in the background. You'd have a good look first, wouldn't you? I often wonder when you walk around town and you see people put fridges out and you're thinking, I wonder if there's body parts in there. Don't Does you look? Else? I don't look. Do you look? You look to see if there's body parts in fridges with a sign that says free that's been drawn in crown. And it's Luckily, next to a fridge. when I put my old fridge out on the curb, nobody looked. Nobody went in it. Well, you got away with it then, didn't you? <laughs> yep. Yeah, no one's seen your mother for quite a while either, have they? <laughs> nice shoes, by the way. Thank you. My pleasure. <clears throat> the riddle deepened when Facebook users pointed out the spookiness of the date on the ticket, August 8th, 1988, or 8888. Some suggested the couple should buy a lottery ticket, pointing out that in China, the number eight is meant to be a symbol of luck. A medium advised Harriet that the ticket is a powerful message from the angels and spirits. Teacher Harriet told the Mirror Online, we can't work out where it came from and how it's in such good condition for its age. We were both just really confused and hope it hasn't been brought in off the street if someone has been keeping it in a safe for some reason. I like the idea that eight's a really lucky number in China. So you're walking through Beijing, you've mm -hmm. got your lottery ticket, you've gone with all the eights, and you're you thinking... you got to go poopy. I'm having a very lucky day. All I have to do now is walk under this bridge with all these young children ahead of me, and uh, <laughs> it's yes. going to be a very lucky day. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong to ruin my day? Billy Goat's Gruff. <laughs> Billy Goat's Gruff. The troll. Nice. Damn you, you've eaten three of my goats. Let me go and buy you a Subway. They're more filling. We'll have a goat-flavoured Subway. No. Perfect. Do you think this was a ghost train with a skeleton crew? <laughs> yeah. I, I love this show. A pale, skinny dipper sparked panic when locals mistook her nude white body... <laughs> 
Yes, white body, Michelle. <laughs> the pallid white flesh of a Minnesotan woman. <laughs> Mistook her for a ghost paddling in the sea. Don't go it swimming. <laughs> Been swimming in any lakes recently by any chance? Yeah. Look, it's the white woman again. <laughs> Zhang Yang, 40, had been partying in Pattaya, Thailand yesterday evening, but went skinny dipping just before midnight. Mm. The Chinese tourists, very Chinese orientated, aren't we? Lots of shinwazari. I love shinwazari. Mm -hmm. There's certain words in the English language that I just have to say over and over again. I think I've got Tourette's. Shinwazari. It's a great word. Puddle. Puddle would be another one. Pyromancer. Globules. Fantastic words. The English language, very underused. Diaphanous. I get points for that. <laughs> the Chinese tourist spent an hour standing in the water before passers-by spotted her pale body standing still a few metres from the shore. They thought she was a ghostly apparition. <laughs> Look, it's old man Weathers from the amusement arcade. But they went closer and saw it was actually a nude woman behaving strangely. Miss mm. Corrie. What? Officers <laughs> arrived at 1am and spent 30 minutes talking her onto dry land, then gave her towels and took her to Pattaya City Police Station for questioning. Lieutenant General Ratananan said... <laughs> wow. Say that Ratan again. Ratananan. I like it. Uh-huh. That's it. the sound. Ratananan. Yeah. That's the sound you make when you go over a snail with a lawnmower. Ratananan oh. said at 1am, can you imagine the snails going along, lovely day, yeah. beautiful day, birds tweeting in the trees, sun shining down on his little shell, he's in love, he's whistling, Lulma goes ratatatatan, ruins his afternoon. That would ruin your afternoon, wouldn't I'm it? I'm going to put you in the fridge. Perfect. <laughs> I am quite warm. A nice chill. I'll take care of that fridge. Englishman. <laughs> As the door shuts. Aren't you Michelle's mother? We met once in Adrian? a We met once in a yard sale. I don't even care anymore. I'm not I'm just whatever. Ghost in the sea. Or nothing to see. <laughs> you decide for yourself. You can see the white, pallid, naked flesh of a Chinese tourist skinny dipping in Thailand where they think there's a ghost coming out the water, a captain of a previously shipwrecked ship. I shall give myself a hefty two points and I'm at the dizzying hedonistic heights of six. Ooh. We move into the round. That is... It says four. There's a six there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. It's a six. I'm no expert, but in, I know I know we're metric in Britain, but that is the shape of a six. I believe it's Phoenician that got translated into the Greek, and then the Latins used the Arabic number system. I believe that's a six, Miss Morris. I know math was something that happened to other people. <laughs> that is a very hefty, very glorious and splendid six Four. points. <laughs> <laughs> we enter the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's the round of green men and hairy pillows. Mm. Sasquatch Itchy. female is going to have hairy pillows, isn't she? Is this to be considered? Yes. I shall start the ball rolling because I need some points to go with the six I've already won. 
a former NASA engineer. It's not Professor Hanzarkov. I'm <laughs> I was sorry. Say, <laughs> Has Is this ledge. one real? This one's real. This you, you say that. They're actually looking for him at the moment. Mm. So there is some mystery attached to this. A former NASA engineer that's not Hans Zarkov has allegedly claimed that aliens are living in our solar system and creating rings around planets like Saturn. Dr. Norman Berggren, a mysterious figure, is said to have been employed at NASA's Ames Research Center, reportedly claimed that gigantic UFOs are hiding in the rings of Saturn. Mm-hmm. However... Huh. We have been unable to contact Mr. Berggren to check the statements (laughs) that are attributed to him. Of course. Mm -hmm. Alien spacecraft are proliferating our solar system and around these ringed planets, Berggren is quoted as saying. Berggren is also reported as claiming spaceships be seen near other ringed planets in the solar system, including Jupiter and Uranus. Jupiter are ringed planets. Oh, you're not (laughs) laughing at that, surely. (laughs) Nope. Really? No. I'm flogging my guts out week in, week out. I've done two hours of research for this show. I've looked up all kinds of jokes from Chinese pillows to... And you're laughing at Uranus. Oh! If you're at home... Two! Two for the price of one. There might be a third if we keep going. I guarantee a small amount of weirs come out. <laughs> if you're paying the bell, bunk and snort shot drink at home, you're now welcome to take two swigs of an alcoholic beverage. You get two for the price of one. Are you okay? You need to breathe there, Miss Cory. Uranus. She's off. <laughs> it's Muttley. When did Jupiter become a ringed planet? When, where was I when that was brought out? How long has that been the case? Forever. Forever. <laughs> like forever. Only since the dawn of the universe, not forever. You should take some points away. In 1986. <laughs> am I the only one who feels like a school teacher trying to correct two naughty children that won't stop me? I'm going to have your parents in here. I'm going to get Mr. and Mrs. Morris in here later. Please don't. i to have words with them. In 1986, Bergen wrote a book entitled Ringmakers of Saturn. <laughs> more wine which has now become very rare and it's on sale is anyone going to buy this book ring makers you are I'll keep going it's available on Saturn if you go to Saturn you can buy it there's a bookshop how about Uranus (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure there's a copy there somewhere the book suggests that there are massive alien ships around Saturn, mm-hmm. which Bergen dubbed ringmakers, including ones which have actually created some of the rings around the gas giant. Bergen is alleged to have made similar claims about Saturn in 2000 and 16 alien ring or not my thing. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Miss mm-hmm. Morris. You're on minus eight. What do you have for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Well, local media reported that a 41-year-old man named C.R. Fudden. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You're not getting away with that. You are not getting away with Go and again. C.R. Fudden. 
<laughs> what country is this? <laughs> he was bathing in a river in Peru. East in where? <laughs> Peru? <laughs> in East Kalimantan. Yep. <laughs> Isn't Peru the character that hangs out with Yogi Bear? <laughs> Northeast of Jakarta. Oh, Jakarta. Oh, there you go. There we are. There we are. When there. a two meter long crocodilie snatched him. <laughs> Crocodidly. And took him further in, into the river. A crocodidly. Took him to the rib. Have you been drinking while I've been out of the room? Did you all have shots before I came here today? Or drinking while you're in the room. <laughs> well, a friend who was at the scene when the incident happened on Tuesday reported the accident to local police, but... C-R-I Fudden. <laughs> are we spelling that how it sounds? How are we spelling that? How it I'm sounds? Gonna, do you want me to show you? Go on. Let's have a look. Here it is. Let's have a gander. Let's have a look. Yes, C-R-E Fudden. <laughs> <laughs> and there was me thinking you were illegitimate. <laughs> well, he couldn't be found. And the next morning, local villagers asked for help from a crocodile charmer. Oh. After the charmer performed a ritual, a crocodile appeared with a dead body in its mouth, leaving it near the riverbank. Reports said it was not known if the crocodile which delivered the body was the same crocodile which killed the man. They couldn't ask him any questions and he wouldn't respond. So oh, His mouth was full. Yeah, they need right. a psychic. Are you sure his first name wasn't Punch by any chance? Punch Crocodile? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the old English culture jokes just fall flat, don't Pretty they? Pretty much. A crowd gathered on the riverbank and recorded the bizarre incident with their mobile phones, spawning several viral videos that have become the talk of Indonesian social media. Despite the tragedy, many users praised the crocodile, which returned the body. If the crocodile intended to eat a human, there would be no flesh left. Some animals have very good intention. Have you been using Rosetta Stone again? <laughs> it's working. It's working. There we go. Rosetta Stone Arabic, lesson one. We have your wife. C.R.I. Fudden. Yep. Nice. <laughs> they, need a, they need a crocodilly whisperer. <laughs> Lay your hands on the crocodile. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, I guess hands. you just won. <laughs> I guess you won't be needing. Nub. You wouldn't, you're going to use your nub, are you? How am I going to operate my watch now? <laughs> Terrible. Michelle, what mm. have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Life on Mars? Vivid photos of ripples and sand dunes on the red planet could prove alien life. Curiosity rover is sniffing around Mars for an iron ore called hematite at the Vera Rubin Ridge to see if any clues can be found to link it to the older Murray Mountains of Mars. Hematite. Can't touch this. I thought you said hamato. I was going to... No. <laughs> that's that's our drink. What hammer toe? Yeah, good. I'm going to make you a hammer toe when we get back into the bar. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. Hard hematite can be formed in wet weather and could therefore prove key to unlocking the secrets of past life on the planet. Now, Daily Star Online can reveal the landmark signs of life discovered during NASA's latest Mars mission. Next month will mark five years 
since the launch of one of the most eye-opening expeditions hunting signs of life on Mars. That amazes me that that's five years. Wow. So I love the rovers. Just going through your hands like grains of sand, isn't it? I know. It? Unbelievable. Am I right in thinking that hematite is what meteors are made of? When they hit the Earth and there's this big field with a crater in it and there's steam coming up and there's a little baby with an S on his shirt. Isn't that hematite? Is that where we're going? I'm sure it is. I'm well, going to lay claim. a lot of meteors are certain types of iron. I don't Copper. know if they're all hematite, well, they, but... They burn in different colours in mm-hmm. the atmosphere, yeah. depending on what they've got in them. We saw one burn green, didn't we, which I think would probably be copper, something like mm-hmm. that. Space scientists at NASA made waves when they photographed water-related clay and sulfate minerals with compact resonance imaging. And the Vera Rubin Ridge has proven incredibly rich in tantalizing types of clay, photographed by the car-sized Curiosity rover. Curiosity team member Abigail Freeman from NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California, wants to know whether hematite flakes were deposited by wind or in a lake or some other setting. Ms. Freeman said a key question of the space quest is, did the hematite form while the sediments accumulated or later from fluids moving through the rock? Scientists are hoping the answers to these questions could shed some light on alien life. But the project has hit a few bumps along the way. Scientists are still scratching their skulls on how to scoop up rock samples after the bot's rock drill broke on December 1st of last year. Can I go to Menards or something? Is that not possible? I will say that my dad is an associate member of the Jet Propulsion Organization specializing in wind the day after Christmas. I just thought I'd share that with you. He's got a like a membership badge and everything. I just thought I'd share that. Cool. See? I know, right? We have to go in there for canary afterwards. Unbelievable. Miss Morris. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we don't have cameras in the studio. And don't think you've got away with that one either. If you're playing the Bell Duncan Snort drinking game, you can now have half a shot. She tried to hide it. And then just snot flew in all directions. You're better off just letting it out, Miss Corrie. You really... Really we really are. emulated that photograph that's on Facebook. Right <laughs> yeah, now. that squirrel. The three one. squirrels. That's right. The three stooges. <laughs> At the end of that round, Michelle has scored four. I'm on eight. It does look like a six, though. And Miss Morris <laughs> is on minus six and is yet to make positive integers. As we enter the final round of the evening, it's the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too strange. Too bizarre, not to read out on air, but don't fit easily into any other category. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of SMB? Mm, the best headline of the year. Oh, lay it on me. One arm machete wielding clown arrested. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing scarier than a one arm man. Clown! <laughs> Do you think he woke up one morning and thought to himself, I've got a really good idea. I'm going to cut my nails with a machete. <laughs> a man is accused of drunkenly strolling down a main road wearing a black hooded sweatshirt 
and a clown mask. Nice. When and, Ronald McDonald goes rogue. And brandishing a machete taped to where his air his arm his <laughs> his arm has been amputated. So he's got a stump with a machete That's right. duct tape to That's it. That's right. <laughs> that sounds like a really bad B-rate movie. <laughs> Just in case when he's walking through town, he comes across some random jungle. Right. Mines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the mental picture when I saw this. Was I want to know what insane. happens when he rings the doorbell at the kids' party and the mother answers the door. Oh, look, it's Machete Mike. He's come to entertain the kids. It's terrible. Maine State Police said that 31-year-old Corey Berry of Hollis was arrested Tuesday and charged with criminal threatening. He was released after posting, just quit making the actions, Michelle, $200. I, don't, I want to know how she knows what a one-armed clown machete action is. Where's her sensory perception? Where's she learning this stuff? You have like to have a, a really knowledge of this. action figure. Action figure. Let's make one. With special chopping machete arm from Mattel. Machete Mike. Machete Mike. What do you want for Christmas, son? I want Machete Mike. He's got posable arm. From Mattel. Uh, police say Barry was first spotted in Hollis, but then fled into the woods. He was taken into custody after re-emerging in Waterboro. Police say Barry was intoxicated, but cooperative. Nice. So it was a happy drone. That's what you want in life. <laughs> he, he told officers that he was copying previous clown sightings as a prank. I don't think any of them had a machete no. taped to their arm. Duct tape. Can you imagine the duct tape? A phone <laughs> number for Barry couldn't be found on Wednesday. It wasn't known if he has a lawyer. Oh, we have oh, a couple in here. <laughs> Who could comment on his behalf? <laughs> I think his number was 1-800-1-HAND. What do you think? Mm. Nice. Armless messing about. <laughs> Or clowning out. You decide, go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have now found us in our archives. So thank you for searching us out. Why not give us a nice comment or press the little love heart to say that you're enjoying the show? This is the round that we can't read out at the top of the hour on the show because it is laden with filth. Innuendo, it's the stories from around the world. Filled with sexual intrigue. A man who told the police he took five times the recommended dosage of erectile dysfunction medication oh, wow. was arrested for DUI after what? investigators said he crashed into a Seattle parking garage. Why would you take five? Did he think in his mind it would be like five times bigger? Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not going to take one. I'm going to take five. five Maybe times. he was in a hurry. What, so he mistook one for five? Aren't they all? <laughs> Keep going on your own. I'll be there in a minute. Keep going on your own. Give me a minute. Officers who did not smell the odour of intoxicants from the man or his vehicle arrested the Mercer Island man believing he was possibly under the influence of prescription drugs, according to the incident report. At the hospital, the suspect made statements <laughs> to officers. I'm just thinking, I'm saying, hands up. I want to see that one on cops. Put the money I in can't. the bag and no one gets hurt. <laughs> County law. County law. That there one of them there picture, man. Unbelievable. Yes, it's a stick up, apparently. 
Concealed weapon. At the hospital, they had a game of horseshoes. Bing toss. The suspect made statements to the officer, and he said he was taking the generic version of Viagra. What's the generic version? Yeah. Just let me get this down. Niagara. Oh, it falls. 59, it falls. No one's been over it in a barrel. The 59-year-old Mercer Island man told officers that he took five pills when the bottle said to take only one. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long night in jail. Warnings <laughs> for Viagra say blood pressure can drop to unsafe levels and there can be rare side effects, including sudden vision loss. I can't see. Out, in, of, out of my eye. You're in jail. <laughs> Luckily for you, it's a blind date. (laughs) Other side effects include an erection that lasts more than four hours. Where's the problem? So not all bad then. (laughs) Police are waiting for blood test results to determine what was in the man's system. The incident report does not indicate any other medications, although he may be getting a stiff sentence. Oh. You'd be disappointed if I never said it. Yeah. The incident happened shortly after 10pm on Sunday. A witness called police to say a vehicle hit the side of a parking garage at the northeast corner of 2nd <laughs> Avenue and Julian Street. What? I'm just reading stuff and it's funny. <laughs> the witness told police the man drove over a median. A medium. Hang on. <laughs> I can see a car coming. There's a man with a large erection. What a way to go. Officers approached the vehicle and found the man standing by the front. Police say he was vague when asked if he drove the vehicle, but a witness and his son identified him as the driver. Asked if prescription medications had been taken, the man described some having been taken, but they didn't have labels saying... (laughs) Not what? to drive. Apparently, you can have five Viagra and you can still drive. Apparently, if you can turn the steering wheel properly. With your wiener. Stick shift. <laughs> Stick shift. <laughs> the clown that never had a watch, you could say, have you got the time on your cock? Oh! Fire department personnel who responded told police the suspect would be going to the hospital because he was not acting right, according to the report. He has pleaded not guilty to a DUI charge filed Monday by the Seattle City Attorney's Office. His next court hearing is August the 21st, and records show the man was ordered to be on home monitoring while away from his home, so not a hardened criminal then. (laughs) I love this show. Yeah, you do. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Sometimes things don't go according to plan. And then you have a choice. Either you mope around and feel sorry for yourself, or you laugh about the situation. Strap and- on a machete and go to the shop. <laughs> and go to town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Norwegian Klaus Jorsted had an embarrassing incident in the shower with his newly bought IKEA stool, he decided to do the latter. He's and- now married to it. In yeah. some countries, you'd now have to marry that stool. Oh, definitely. There'd be a sofa turning up with a shotgun saying, you're marrying my daughter. Mm-hmm. And shared his experience in a humorous Facebook post. What he didn't know was that the story would become an internet sensation. What happened was that Klaus Jorsted had a bad knee. So he decided that it would be a good idea to get a stool 
so he could sit down in the shower. After looking at the different alternatives at Ikea, he decided to go for the Marius stool since it was made out of steel and plastic and it was comfy. But there was one thing that Klaus had forgotten about. The stool had eight small holes in it. How small? Mm, kind of small. Oh. Something that would soon cause an uncomfortable problem. On his Norwegian Facebook oh. page. Oh, I was going to thought you were going to say his <laughs> nether region. <laughs> I thought she was going to say Norwegian wood. <laughs> he writes about the incident. <clears throat> Once I got home, no, I put on. <laughs> You're messing with the big boys now, yeah. Michelle. I put my new piece of furniture in the shower and of got in. Of course he did. Yep. Do you put your furniture in too? If I've got a large stool, <laughs> I normally have to poke it down the grate with a stick. Oh. It's the return of the Phantom Turtle. This time, without clothes, I calmly sat down on the stool and soaped up my whole body, including the captain and his two sailors. What? Yep. <laughs> he calls it the captain and two sailors? Yeah. I guess that's Norwegian. <laughs> As you might imagine, the sailors are what dangles between my legs. But since this is a public Facebook post, I'll stick to more flowery language. So when the deck got slippery and the captain and his crew got dizzy from all the foam, they started... It can happen. <laughs> they started sliding around like drunk sailors, Klaus writes, and continues. Then something terrible happened. Oh, no. A sailor unwittingly made his escape and slid down one of the holes oh! in the stool. So he's got a testicle caught in a hole. Yep. In the stool he's sitting on. Yep. And he thought this would be a good idea to write this on Facebook, did he? You got your twig and berries caught in a piece of IKEA furniture. You can't be invited back to that shop again, by the way. You'll be banned from all IKEA. He's got a gumdrop down there? Yes. Mm. And it's stuck. The oh. thing is, once it starts swelling up, you, you're not going to get that out again, are you? You're going to have to go the to the. Gumdrops well? If the blood supply is cut off, then you're going to have some sense of swelling, aren't you? Come here. He's going to be going. Get that stool away from me, Miss Morris. <laughs> Let's try a hair try tie. It. I like try the way it. he had to highlight what the sailors and the captain was. As if you could have two captains and just one sailor. So he had to be... Well, maybe. I've seen that. What? Oh. You've seen that? Where? What? It was on a video. Oh. I've seen a film, Seven Brides for a Man with Seven Willies. I've only seen two. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like a plug you put Was in the it wall. Was it a freak show? Yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to add. I have nothing she's to got, contribute. She's got hungry eyes. <laughs> I'm going out to buy a stall when we finish. <laughs> I didn't notice at first, but as you know, things tend to expand when they are warmed up. Told you. And when a sailor gets really hot, then he expands in size. I didn't notice this until I tried standing up. Oh, and the stool got, went with? Yep. That's a difficult journey to the hospital, isn't it, when you've got that by you in the car? Only to find that the stool was hanging on behind me, and a searing white pain went through me like lightning. 
that good-for-nothing sailor was stuck in the hole. Nice. Can't you just, like, put the shower on ice cold and... This is like, you're you're, you're reading this like a fairy tale. I know. Grim. So there I sat and sat. I was thinking about my predicament and trying to figure a way out of it. I couldn't pull up the sailor, and I wasn't sure if I could be able to push him up from below without having to go to the hospital. Mom! Mom! (laughs) Mom! I kept sitting there pondering. Klaus writes, but as he was sitting there in the accidental trap, the problem started solving itself. I sat there until I ran out of hot water. Yeah. And when the hot water runs out, you get cold. Terribly cold, he writes. Since I started getting cold, I thought about how could I keep them warm? So I tried reaching for the hair dryer. <laughs> That's always good when the shower's on. That's right. What's the worst that can happen? You're on a metal stool in a shower with a hair dryer with your testicle caught in a piece of furniture. He's not having a good day, is he? I'd love to see his horse. Look, I'm Pisces. Read out Pisces, Mum. Pisces. You're going to be lucky with money, come across a stranger, beware of foreign furniture, and hair dries in the shower. It's uncanny. It's do unbelievable. You, do you know who could help him? Who? Machete Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the karate action. Just when you thought you'd say. Just when you thought you'd say. Couldn't get any better. It's not like I use them all the time, but it's nice to know they're there. <laughs> Machete Mike gets a new red nose. (laughs) The cold had made that damn sailor shrink again. And with a pop, I was a free man once more. Praise the Lord. Oh, the honest story made readers double over with laughter. And in just one day, he received 25,000 likes and 12,000 shares. Hmm. On the same day, Ikea wrote an ingenious Facebook comment. Hello, Klaus. We're sorry to hear that your crew got in trouble and that the Coast Guard almost had to intervene. We recommend that you take this stool out of the shower and put a nice flower pot on it. (laughs) If you do decide to keep it in the shower, then make sure that you're wearing the right clothing for a rough day at sea. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We recommend putting on a Southwester. Have a great day. Ikea. Ikea stool. (laughs) Or one large ball. Wow. You can see that story for yourself in glorious Technicolor and a picture of the stool. Mm-hmm. They're now married, by the way. Aww. On our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, you have the very, very last story in the round of Not For Your Mother. Well, it's not every day that you're faced with the downside of an orgasm. But here we are. That's the last time we can go to that restaurant. The female orgasm has recently been the focus of scientific research, and its findings aren't exactly great news for women. The Journal of Sex Research recently examined men's reactions to making their partner orgasm, specifically the pleasure they derive from it. Perhaps no surprises here, but it's what the study researchers Sarah Chadwick and Sari Van Anders referred to as masculinity achievement. In short, the study found that a majority of its 810 participants, that's not that many, felt more masculine and had higher self-esteem when they imagined a woman orgasm during sex with them. 
Well, okay. Just imagining it. It'd Just be imagine. nice if it was reality, wouldn't it? Yeah. These results suggested that women's orgasms do function, at least in part, as a masculinity achievement for men. But there's a worrying side to this conclusion. Chadwick and Van Anders explained why this is a bad thing. Orgasms are intrinsically linked to the male ego. I didn't know that. I don't care about that. You know what? I don't care about that. Do you care about that, Michelle? Not so much. Not so much. I don't so think much. I've got an ego. <laughs> you barely fit in this room. What are you talking about? <laughs> the ego I'm, has landed. Oh, I'm sorry, Adrian Ego Lee. Yeah. <laughs> My ego's given me eight points and I've won. Six. Six. One reason is that it might pressure some heterosexual men to feel as if they have to give women orgasms. Oh, yeah. Or as if orgasm is something men pulled out of a hat and presented to women. They have to. Look inside this hat, Michelle. <laughs> Not again. They have to. And do I care if it's a source of your achievement? Not really. No, I don't. You wow. know what? I don't care. There's a nerve being touched there, isn't there? It doesn't or not matter as the to case me. may be. Does it matter to you? If the lady is nice enough to lay down, she should get the reward. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> and you should shoot for that goal, damn it. <laughs> I've been on this planet long enough, Nathan, to realize that this is the moment we shut up. <laughs> into cultural ideas of women as passive recipients of whatever men give them. Not only this, but it means a woman's orgasm cease to be about her enjoyment. You know what? If I'm having an orgasm, I'm probably freaking enjoying it. Just saying. I would like to think so. There's never like been a bad so. one. Everyone's been on the money. What? To quote Woody Allen. <laughs> 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 Instead, they become another opportunity for men to posture or to shore up their sense of masculinity. Basically, these men, therefore, were more likely to view women's orgasms as a notch on the bedpost of their manliness. I don't care. No. Oh. Give me one. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a drink inside me first. Bye, bye, Agnes. Some electrolytes. Niagara's. <laughs> Quick, get me some Gronka. Where's Machete Mike? <laughs> we need him too. <laughs> I'll go and fetch the stall. <laughs> when all good things have to come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores. In last place, with the K2 meter with a dead battery, it is Miss Morris, who managed to claw her way back to a resplendent minus four. Four. Wow. Michelle is in second place with six, but I am tonight's outright winner with the resplendent first place prize of a $33,000 IR camera by scoring a nice rounded fat juicy eight. Six. Do not fear. <laughs> it's more like a tie. It's more like a tie. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we will be back with a whole new bunch of cheating next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paradise. 
paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. You can join me on my Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that you can find in our archives in a round called Not For Your Mother. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Nathan Bush, Sharon and Michelle Corrie, and all at the International Paranormal Society at paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors, including Martin's Online Auctions, the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, MUFON of Minnesota, and Frank Zolchek. Now, for the last four years, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, I read out the name of Jeton Drainer. My gratitude and greatest thanks is always extended to her. Unfortunately, she died last week in a very tragic car accident. So I just want to dedicate this show to Jeton. She was a fabulous mother, a fabulous daughter. She was my proofreader. We had some of the most amazing and incredible games of Scrabble you'll ever find in your life. Prison Rules Scrabble between the author and the proofreader. So this show is dedicated to the memory of Jeton Drainer. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.